Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed and back again this week is the horror princess herself, Miss Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Hi Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm I'm actually doing really good. I finally got some whiskey and I'm relaxed. So I hope you're doing the same. Yeah, oh yeah, we're actually we're we're sharing the same beverage. It's uh gonna throw a little love out there. If you haven't tried it, it's screwball, it's peanut butter whiskey. And yes, it does sound weird because Hannah thought the same thing and now she's a fan. So tell us a little bit about that. I am. Okay. So I don't, okay. I do drink whiskey just so I can get like a quick buzz, but I don't like the taste of it. I think it tastes like gasoline. I'm going to just say it. So, but I do it. I bear with it. And I'm like, man, he wants me to try this peanut butter whiskey. And I'm like, I don't know if I can trust that. It sounds like it's nasty. So I love peanut butter though. So I was like, shit, I'll give it a try. So I tried it, and I'm just like, it tastes like, it tastes like um, I'm like having like greases on fire or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really. I'm good. about to blow your mind if you go out and get some stuff called Chambord. Okay, it, it is like a fruity. Um, it's hard. It's like a liqueur, and if hmm. you mix that 50% with that, 50% with the peanut butter whiskey, you have yourself a peanut butter and jelly. Oh my god, why did you say that? <laughs> what? It, it's like you get drunk on peanut butter and jelly and it is fucking fabulous. I need to get drunk on peanut butter and jelly now. I know. Well, save it for next week. I will. <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, um, we're 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 uh, we're turning our audience into alcoholics and I absolutely love it. Um <laughs> But so yeah, bad. last week, uh, you know, we're only a day where we're recording this the day after the episode was released for the H2O that we covered last week. Um, and we're up over 666 downloads. Yes, that's right. 666. Yay. <laughs> Got a lot of positive messages saying that they liked the format and that 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 they liked you uh, stuff off of me and that it was a very, very welcoming change. So I'm just going to say I already knew that and I don't want to sound like, Hey, I told you so, but I already knew that, which is why I've been trying to get you to do it for so long. And oh. I already knew you were going to be awesome. So, yeah, and I waited too long. I did. I did wait too long, but it's okay. We all going to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you know, like, you know, your passions there, your knowledge is there. Your common sense is there and you're just, you're, you're fun, witty and interesting to talk to. So I knew that you would be good at it. It's just, we had to get you there, but I'm glad that we're here. Yay. Me too. So now I could not remember, did we leave anything out from last week or we good to move Um, on to what our subject is this week? um, Anything from last week about 20 years later. Um, 
no, I don't believe so. Just, I think the only thing left that I would have to say about the last one is I think it had a great ending, but at the same time I was sad because I didn't want Michael Myers to be dead. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, anybody that knows anything about Halloween knows that that fucker's never going to die. So (laughs) Um, So during the last episode, I was sending you the script. You did get a chance to read that, right? Yes, I read it. I was reading at night and it felt like I was watching the movie and I was so sad that that didn't actually end up being the movie. And I'm like, come on already. This is crazy. So that's two for two, Chris, one on the, on the peanut butter whiskey and then two for the script. So that I'm, so I'm two for two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Just, just trying to keep score for the audience is all. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But today we are talking about everyone's favorite, uh, Halloween Resurrection, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and how it came to be, and some of the little behind the scenes things that happened there too. And you know, this was your second Halloween film, from what you told us last week. Yes, it was. <laughs> and what was your opinion of it when you first saw it? I mean, I mean, obviously. Did you think it was as good as H2O or did you think that that they had taken a step back a little bit? Um, okay, so I didn't think it was, I don't know. I guess it to me it was probably like equally as fun to watch. You know, as far as the storyline goes, maybe it was a, uh, not as good as H2O only because they kind of just went off topic in my opinion. But I find it more as like an entertaining film to watch you know so i when i watched it no i saw on netflix and i was like yes he's not dead i'm gonna watch this so i watched it and i was i was thrilled i absolutely loved it i i mean i probably loved it because i didn't watch the originals first and i didn't think of it as like disrespectful because of all the kung fu and silly stuff but i definitely i definitely enjoyed it so much I'll be honest, I did not care for that, but I didn't get as mad about it as every other person out there. Like, I cannot believe they put this guy in there having kung fu shit with Michael Myers. Yeah, it was goofy, but whatever. I mean, it's there. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Just enjoy the movie and shut up. Yeah, I just kind of look at it as, all right, there... We were still, I mean, we were on the tail end of it, but we were still in the scream era of of horror films and dimension films did both scream and Halloween. They, they were, they were paying the bills. So if they wanted a little goofiness in the story, I mean, they were going to get a little goofiness in the story. I mean, it happened in screams one through three at that point. Why not? It happened with Halloween as well. I mean, we got some goofy shit in the last one too. So it's, I just kind of look at it as that's kind of what the era was. It's like, Hey, we're going to try and scare you, but we're also going to try to make you laugh by being like over the top and cheesy. Uh, (laughs) That's, that's the way I took it. I mean, was it for me? Mm, No, but at the same time, I'm not mad at it either. Uh, Me neither. I love, I mean, I didn't love the Kung Fu thing. I just love the movie, the movie, the mask, the acting, just Michael's, Michael's um, uh, energy, (laughs) I guess. Well, I love it. Well, the one thing that they definitely did differently in this film that they didn't do in the other ones is there was a lot of big name actors in this film, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So that that's like, you know, when you when you compare the budget like this, the budget on this one was cheaper than the last one, which is a little odd. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you had Jamie Lee Curtis coming back who had to get a payday. You had, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to butcher all of their names, but, you know, you had you had the um, was it Save the Last Dance guy the guy that was the chef that, you know, was cooking everything and thought everything was about his cooking utensils and shit. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you had him, then you had the American pie kid, you know, uh, Thomas Ian Nichols. Um, then, yeah, you had a couple people just starting off, but you had Katie Sackoff, which is, you know, from Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. I'll say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> You know, then, then of course you had Busta Rhymes. I mean, like people are going to be, oh, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, but still at the same time, the dude was a huge star. Um, and then you had uh, Tyra Banks, who was a huge star. So they went a little different when it came to the way they casted Halloween this time around. There was just a lot of really big names. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think it is funny that you mentioned that it's cheaper. It was cheaper. I didn't even know that, that it was cheaper than H2O. You know, um, you would think that it would be more expensive because of all of those people. And I'm a little mind blown here. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, the budget for this one was 10 million. The budget wow. for H2O was 15 million. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My point. It's like, I, I don't see how that's possible because if you add, Jamie Lee Curtis is 15 minutes because, you know, for her to come back and just be killed off, which we'll get to, um, <laughs> she had to, she had to um, get paid for that. Busta Rhymes isn't doing it for free. Tyra Banks, who was definitely not doing it for free, you know, so just those three with the, with the budget of those three right there, because uh, Jamie Lee, from what I understood she got close to 10 million for H2O. So, oh. yeah, I mean, so you're talking about almost her entire salary going into the budget of resurrection, basically for, for what she got paid on H2O. And so I'm just oh wondering gosh. what, what, what did she get paid on this one? Like a couple mil, you know? <laughs> yeah. You would think so. She didn't last, but what, five minutes. I don't. <laughs> yeah. She- it was. I liked it though. I I will have to say that I'm glad that in that movie he killed Lori off. I was like, yay, bye. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there was things about it though. Um, let's let's talk about some some bad. I mean, I've always said this about Resurrection is what they did really well. They did very well. What they did bad, they did really bad. So there was definitely some polar opposites. One of the things uh, since we're talking about Jamie Lee's death that really bothered me about the whole thing was when she was talking to no one, like leading up to like his quote unquote unmasking. It's like, I just have to be sure. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. To herself, you know, in a way. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? I mean, this guy's been chasing you. He's come at you with a knife. You picked up a knife off the roof that he carried to try and kill you. He just broke into your room to try and kill you. He's hanging off the other side. Now he's grabbing his mask. And now you just have to be sure. I mean, come on. Right? 
why would like if it was anybody else they would just be like sitting there reaching out to you because like obviously in h2o he didn't try to like attack her he was just like freaking out it looked like he was just freaking out you know and this one's different he was chasing you with a knife that's michael myers hello yeah, that's that's the thing that always got me like about this film was just how stupid she was like in the beginning of this film. She <laughs> deserves it, to die then, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she went right into from being the uh being the hero in the last three films according to this timeline to now she's just the bumbling fumbling idiot that is the is the common trope for killing people off. It's just Yeah. I don't know. Like they, they did the same thing to Rachel in Halloween five. Like they, that she was like a badass oh, hero yeah. and smart, clever and brave in Halloween four. And then in Halloween five, they made her a fucking fool. And it, just it's just to get like, her off the screen. Just, ugh. yeah. It's like at that point, just don't even bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You're right about that. I feel like, I feel like at that point in her life, she would be way smarter. Like she would have no problem dropping him you know from the exactly world. like look i understand i am where i am because i made a mistake last time but motherfucker you just came at me with a knife i don't give a shit who you are you're going exactly. you're going over this cliff yeah <laughs> jeez that's that's, so, that's just common self-defense you would think you would think um now it was written in her contract that uh, in her H2O contract that she would appear just for a cameo in Halloween resurrection, if it were to get made. And um, it did not state that she had to die, but that's something that she, that she wrote into her contract that she wanted to be killed off. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah. So this whole love for Halloween and how thankful she was and, uh, you know, Oh, I'm so prideful of this film. Uh, fucking get me out of here. Just kill me off. I don't want to be. Only because it started hyping again. All of a sudden, you care about Halloween again. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. And now that it made her another star again, she was ready to depart out the side door. Oh, man. Everybody loves you again. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Could it be that? Because of the movie that ruined your career. That's why. <laughs> exactly. but uh they decided to i'm not sure how much of this you know but this movie was originally shot in 2001 and was supposed to come out in 2001 and then they delayed it for a year oh i didn't know that you didn't nope yep originally it was titled halloween the homecoming um i like resurrection better (laughs) me too me too but it originally it had a much different ending. It was a completely different ending. And there was uh, some extended ste- scenes that were cut out and oh, uh, either, either cut out or completely reshot. Um, and I kind of prefer the original cut better and the original ending better. Okay. Okay. I, I'm still interested. I would like to see. I don't think I've seen... Um, I might have seen them like a lot like years ago when I was like obsessively looking for any deleted scenes on Halloween movies. But if I did, I can't remember. I would love to see them. <laughs> yeah, I have it on a DVD somewhere. I'll have to make a copy and shoot it up to you. Yes, that made me so excited. <laughs> but uh, there was. Here's here's how I think that 
the Lori cameo would have played out much better because people were tuning in to see what was the follow-up to H H2O. You could have showed the entire thing with um, what happened at the end of H2O and her being locked inside the mental ward or whatever like that. And then cut away to him just showing up at his house and then them trying to um, make the reality movie inside of his house. And then he takes care of them first before going after her and saving her for the very end. Um, I think that just laying it out that way could have been a much better film. That does seem like that does seem amazing, like ending it off that way, you know, like he's going back for his final, you know, because he did need to kind of kind of just get, you know, how he always kind of takes breaks, you know, in between films. Well, that would have been perfect if he just went to his house to like retire for a little bit and then come back around. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been perfect, actually. Maybe I'll do a recut of that, just like I did a recut of Halloween six and make that happen. And we would love to see that. There you go. But uh, yeah, the uh, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, but um, the professor in the classroom, um, when we get introduced to the Haddonfield University, that's actually Rick Rosenthal, the the director that is uh, teaching the class. Oh, okay. Wow. That's so cool. And... Um, all of this was shot in Canada, much like, uh, well, I mean, it was shot in Canada because it was cheap to shoot at the time. Uh, unlike um, in H2O, it was shot in Pasadena like the first two were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that. that I mean, I, I guess that could be how they saved some money. Yeah. Was yeah, shooting yeah, up yeah. in Canada. But yeah, they shot, they shot in the spring of 2001 and... Once again, everybody was glued to HalloweenMovies.com to see like the daily updates that they would put out of what they shot and pictures and behind the scenes oh, shit. It was all that, so cool. That's so cool. You know, I love I love hearing stuff like this because I feel like I'm learning. Even though I've watched these films like a thousand times, I always feel like I learn something new when you say stuff like this. Well, it's just like a little, you know, walk back down memory lane. And that I wish I was a part of, but I'm too young. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like when, when this was all going out, you would have been like five. Five. Five and goofy. Yeah, five years old. Damn. You know, you were, <laughs> and yeah. Baby. <laughs> you probably hadn't even been introduced to your first horror film at five years old. So. No, I don't think so. I think my, well, actually, hmm. Maybe seven. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. (laughs) Definitely shouldn't. (laughs) So then um, moving forward here, the whole reality aspect of it was added because reality TV was a big thing going on at the time with uh, Survivor and everything else that was going on. That's why they decided to to, uh, do the movie that way, which... To me, it was kind of an interesting concept. I didn't think at first I would like it, but I was like, you know, it really didn't bother me all that much, you know, yeah, watching it that yeah, way. Yeah. I, I liked it that way. Honestly, I liked that they, I think they balanced it out well. You know, like the whole movie wasn't on like a, a jiggly camera, you know, a jiggly. And, <laughs> but it was like, it was like part, you know, like obviously well uh, shot. And then you had your camera 
moments, which I thought was really cool. I thought it was definitely different. Um, of course, I didn't think it was different when I watched it for the first time because that was the second movie I watched. But then when I watched all the others, I was like, yeah, that is very different. But I still enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was cool that they did something different considering like what was, you know, popular at the times, you know, they had to kind of compensate for that. So mm-hmm. I think they did a good job. Yeah, they did, you know, and they brought back a lot of the original stuff that, you know, like um, that Rosenthal was famous for, like in, you know, like he was obviously like in the first two, they were kind of copying and mirroring each other. And Rosenthal kind of brought back some of the things like the, like the steady cam shots and like the breathing. And he brought back a lot of the blues and uh, just the foreboding, you know, type presence he brought a lot of that stuff back, which I thought really worked for the film. But yeah. if if you were to ask me, you could definitely tell. And now this is neither good or bad, but you could definitely tell that Rick Rosenthal by himself directing a film is much different than Rick Rosenthal with John Carpenter over his shoulder directing a film. Oh, that makes me really curious. <laughs> It's just it's just a different tone. It's like if you watch like the second film uh and compared to the first one, yeah, you can tell that there are differences and stuff, but it still very much felt like the same film. I can tell you right now, Resurrection feels nothing like the first two films. No, it does not. No, I, I well, I mean I still loved it, but it's it is very different. You know, the lighting just just the way they just the way they shot things, it felt so much more, If to me, it felt more personal, you know? Well, the thing that, that always felt a little strange to me is, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, was the, was the ton of slow motion shots they kept doing throughout the movie. You mean like, for example, when he was coming down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, and then it, then it went into slow motion. It's like, I why? Thought, I like that a lot. <laughs> it was just <laughs> odd. It was hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Halloween so much. This is Hannah with her peanut butter whiskey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever watch any of the special features, like when the DVD came out and all that? Did you Did you get to watch the uh, oh, the director no. commentary? No, I think the only one that I watched the director commentary on was Halloween Five. Okay, you definitely need to watch this one because <laughs> Rosenthal, I, he came off as a real arrogant dickhead throughout oh, the entire God. thing. I don't know if I want to watch it now. Why'd you do that? <laughs> no, no, it's like just he felt like he mel- he made Mozart. You know, like oh. <laughs> let's let's be honest, we enjoyed it, but it's far from Mozart. <laughs> it's, I mean, I love it, but like you know, I mean, calm it's down. Not the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you're not the best director in the world. I mean, let's be honest. There's a reason why you you do bad made-for-TV movies. There's a reason. So, much. <laughs> so um, but yeah, he was just on there like when there was that line, like the good, you know. Scoot, skedaddle, get the fuck out of Dodge. And he goes, man, they just really love that get the fuck out of Dodge line. And he's like, he goes, I'm so proud that we put that in there. And it's just like, wow, calm down. 
Calm down a little bit. Back up. Calm down, okay? I almost wanted to say, bro, you have no chill. <laughs> no chill. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that does sound kind of annoying. Like, I feel like if he be bragging too much, I'd just be like, bro, shut up. <laughs> and then he's talking about the blue lighting in there, and he's just like... Okay, I have to give him that one. I am obsessed with the blue lighting. Oh yeah, me too. But he's just talking about like they came up with this, and he's like, "Yeah, all all that is is that's just the Alice blue that we just really loved, and it just really just added to the film. And we decided, you know, of all the blues that we could come up with, that Alice blue. (laughs) I'm just dude, shut up! I cannot. He cannot talk for a whole five minutes about blue. He was. I'm just oh, like, no. Jesus, dude. I'm like, you're talking about like you made the greatest movie ever made just because you're part of it. Oh, my. Oh, just because he's part of it. I will say, like, I absolutely I'm obsessed with the movie. But like, just because you're a part of it, you got to go like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I love I that's one of my favorite things like the blue especially because blue is my favorite color I think that's why I'm like so incredibly like worshiping the color I just love it it's my favorite too oh it is I didn't know that that's nice yeah it was funny because like my son and I were having a conversation he he asked me like what my favorite color was and I said it's blue and he goes huh he goes, I like blue. He goes, but red's my favorite. And I said, okay. Oh, see, at least he's honest. At least he's honest. I like yeah. that because like a lot of kids will just be like, that's mine too. But no, he has his own thoughts. That's awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. I was like, you know, you can totally have that too. He goes, but I want you to know I still like blue. And I was like, that's fine. You can have <laughs> oh, your favorite. It's totally fine. So cute. I'm about to cry. Yeah, he's such a little sweetheart. But, uh, but yeah, um, what did you think of the new characters? The new character. Okay, okay, okay. So I was a little thrown off when I first saw it. I was like, okay, why? Who are all these random people? Like, are any of them, are any of them like from the former movie? And no. And so I was like, um, oh, all that's right, right because I- th- this was your second film. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Yes, this was my second. <laughs> Cash. This was my second film, so I was like, okay, this is a little different, but I can dig it because I don't care. In my opinion, I didn't give a shit what happened to the other characters. I just wanted to see Michael Myers. That was my obsession, okay? And you know why? So, like, that w- that's what it was. I didn't care who was in the movie. I just wanted to see him in action and what he, what he was going to do and who he was going to kill. So, I was just, I was all for it. I was like, alright, let's go. And, you know, what you just said was exactly what Mustafa had really, like, geared towards. Because he's always like, Michael Myers, he's a real person. He, he click with me. You know, he, he's, he, he, people always, when they write their script, they want to blow him up. And, you know, no, he's a real person. And he's got to be, you know, treated with respect, you know? Yes. And it's just... That that was always his thing, and it was just kind of like, it's just funny because when he went into making Resurrection, he counted on, well, no one's going to give a shit about really about the new characters. They all just want to see Michael Myers, you know. So when you said that, it kind of hit. Even he knew. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I I crushed pretty hard on uh, 
Bianca Kalik, um, who played Sarah. Bianca Sarah. Oh, yeah, uh, she is so pretty. Wow. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, pretty's a, pretty's a calm word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's definitely, and it's funny because she's not the one that like puts off this huge like sexual energy. She's she's the final girl, so she puts off the least amount. And the ir- the irony is she's like the prettiest, you know. So hello. I liked, um, even though she was, she came off as a little annoying, like a little over the top, but I, I've always liked Katie Sackoff, um, who played her friend, Jen. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. I liked her. Um, she was funny. I thought she was funny. I can relate. She really should have showed her tits though. Yeah. And uh, let's not. Okay. So that's another scene. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like why, why was Michael creeping around the corner for that? Like, do we know why we know why? Okay. We know why. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was that was really me dressed dressed up, and they got a extra. I figured shot of me I should have known. Yeah. I should have known. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Uh, no. Oh, damn it! This <laughs> fucking tease. <laughs> her laugh, though, I love her laughs because, like, it kind of reminds me of like me in a way where she's like, where she's like, da 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 da. Jk, you suck. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, she she always reminded me like she was high or something. Yeah, and I can I can get that because people tell me I have a natural high, but I don't smoke. But like people tell me, they're like, "You have that added to like the energy about you," and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> but high. she did she did get high in the movie, so that helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is like you couldn't tell when she was high and when she wasn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She probably just snuck one in behind the scenes. <laughs> probably did. I mean, she's definitely into that stuff in real life. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something else I learned. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely into that stuff in real life, but um, I don't know. It's just there was something about it that was kind of weird that it it felt like natural that you know, like maybe she really was high, but I could be wrong. I mean, if she was, no complaints because I think she pulled out her character really well. I I loved her. Um, as annoying as it might have seemed to some people, I. I liked it. I thought she was really funny. And um, I don't know. She just seemed, she she was that person that you would expect to die. You're just like, oh, you're great, but you're going to die. You know that, right? Like, oh no, it's just, it's just how I saw her. <laughs> yeah. Same here. And it sucks too, because, um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen her being like at least more towards the end, but I don't know. Once you kind of met her, you kind of know, okay, yeah, she's going to yeah. be, she's going to be, um, not going to last. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely not going to be there at the end. Um, in the original movie, um, at the very end, Buster Rhymes is not the one that busted through the door and, and broke Sarah out of the garage. It was originally, uh, who she was uh, texting with on her Palm pilot, that Deckard kid. That would have been so cool. What it would have made hell? a lot more sense. I would have loved that. And it would have earned him a right to smash. Yes. Wholeheartedly, 100,000%. <laughs> because, I mean, as it, as it is now, if you watch it in its entirety, it's like he really has no purpose to be in the film you're now. You're right. You're right. I mean, in a way, you're right. Like, oh, actually, in a way... I see it a little differently than you. (laughs) Um, I think that 
I think it's kind of funny because like when I was younger, I, you know, I would just talk to like random ass people online and I would just be like, you know, I feel like that person is just there. Like you can depend on them for anything. Obviously I was wrong, but like, I feel like I gave off that energy in the movie, you know, where like you need help and like who's there for you, but like your online friend, you know, when they're just there all the time, it seems, you know? So I, I felt like that was kind of cool, but if you're, if you actually think about it, he really, I mean, I guess his best role was like helping her like guide her through the house because he was watching. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, the entire um, watching at the party aspect was actually kind of a clever idea. I thought it was yeah. neat. It um, is cool. But yeah, just the whole Busta Rhymes coming back at the very end didn't really do it for me. I, I, I really wish they would have kept the Deckard thing in there. Yeah, you know, people talk about, I'm just going to say this, because I guess I'm just on peanut butter whiskey, but like people talk about how disrespectful it was for Buster Rhymes to Kung Fu kick. Well, let's, why does nobody talk about the fact that it's so disrespectful to like shock him in the fucking nuts? And that's what like gets him basically like roasted. That to me was the most disrespectful. I was like, how do you dare you do that to the king? How do you do that? That's just not cool. So I didn't like that. I was like so mad. I was like, how dare you? But they did it. So whatever. I still enjoy the movie. <laughs> that was more shocking than gonorrhea. More shocking. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's like, this is what rapper pussy feels like right here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, um, moving on. Please. <laughs> so, um, Tell us some of the things that that you liked about the film and why you like them. Okay, so first and foremost, the mask. Okay, I am obsessed with the mask. Like, everybody's like, oh, it doesn't look anything like the original. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. I love the mask because it looks so mean. It's so mean. And, like, people make fun of the fact that Brad Laurie had to wear quote-unquote eyeliner. I don't care. Okay, I think it just made the mask pop more. Like, you could see his mean mug, you know, with his eyes every now and again. Not all the time, which I thought was good. They had, like, a good balance with it. And, okay, the hair. The sweet hair on that copy. I thought that was awesome. And they did <laughs> they did it so menacingly. Like I feel like I know that they tried to make it look like H2O, which uh, it looks nothing like H2O, which is, in my opinion, what was amazing about it. It was its own unique look. And I absolutely fell in love with it. It just looked dark. And then of course the blue effects throughout the whole movie. Uh, made it like made it look so much cooler you know every time i do like if i cosplay with a resurrection mask the h8 i will um i will definitely try to like tint some blue on there because that's just that's i don't know it just makes it look so much better i don't know what it is but the mask definitely um let's see i absolutely loved how I think it was cool how they came up with the idea of them trying to find, you know, the mystery to the house. And, you know, Michael Myers is just trying to retire and he's like, really? So he's kind of just like stalking around the house and somehow they never see him until like the end. And it just shows how cool, like how good he is at, cause it's not like you're in a hospital where you can hide in many places, you know, it's like, it's a house. So there's only a limited amount of space. And I think they did a really good job with keeping him hidden until then. And, um, Let's see. Uh, 
one of the things that I will say that I really dug was I liked how that they recreated the house on the soundstage and made it look like it was like the real house out there. Yeah, yeah, they did do that. It looked really good. Yeah, they did. And even the inside with the stairs and everything and the kitchen and the living room. And it's just they they did do a good job with that. I didn't even, you know, because, they you know, they've changed the house a lot throughout the movies. And I think it's good that they kind of went back to more of an original look. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that. And uh, basically, you know, I just just the the, you know, Michael's energy in that movie, he was just like. It's like he was just annoyed. So he was more like ferocious, but not over the top brutality annoying. Like, you know, just uh, no, no, not like Jason or something like that. Like he did, um, he just kept it like well balanced. I think Brad Laurie did amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be the next thing I brought up was um, outside of Castle and Warlock, Laurie was probably my favorite Myers in the franchise. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have any idea why they didn't, or what happened to Chris Duran, like why he didn't uh, do Resurrection? He was busy working on something else. um, And that's the last I heard about it. I don't know if if he was busy or if they didn't ask him back or the fact that they were shooting up in Canada and they could get um, Brad Brad Laurie for cheaper. I don't know. That you know what to me, I feel like it would have been the last thing. Honestly, I just feel like everybody's trying to save a buck on movies, you know. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if like Chris was too busy to do the next one. But I'm I'm glad they they chose Brad. You know, obviously I love Chris Duran, but like they 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 did well choosing Brad because, like you said, he did really well, and I agree wholeheartedly. I think he did amazing as Michael Myers. Agreed. Yeah, he did a he did a fantastic job. Like I said, you know, he's outside of Castle and Warlock, who you know you almost have to choose them as the best two. But um, no, <laughs> I mean yes, but no. Okay. <laughs> but I like Chris Duran. I love Brad Laurie. <laughs> Brad Laurie is like the next in line for me. And I love I love Dick Warlock though. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think he, you just love Dick. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> don't 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 put me in the spotlight like that. <laughs> His dick is a warlock. Can you imagine that we can make jokes without being offended? Wow. I'm offended. Actually, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, no, no. Dick Warlock was creepy, but that's that's another that's for another episode. We'll talk about that in another episode. For sure. Yay. But um, but yeah, everything that you stated was like the, all the reasons that I liked it too. It's just, you know, when you really sit down and really break down the film, there's a lot of things that, and I'm not going to sit there and nerd out and go all through them. I'm not going to do that, but I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, we all know like some of the things that don't make sense in the film that are a little cringeworthy in the film, things that we wish they didn't put in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't need to do it again. We've been debating that for 19 years at this point. I mean, I would rather hear it from you than from the actually people. <laughs> <laughs> from the actually people. <laughs> but it's okay. From the garden gnome people. <laughs> the, you know, the last time that they had pussy is when pussy had them. Oh, my 
my god, no. <laughs> oh, ow. <laughs> Getting y'all flustered over there. You know how it is. That's true. Um I don't know. I It's been a while since I watched the movie, but you know the the thing at the very beginning um with the nurses when they're like, you know, talking about like what happened at H2O. It just felt like that the entire recap could have been done without the nurses telling the recap story. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why is this patient in lockdown? Oh, come on. Lori Strode, you haven't heard of her. No, please tell me. And so now it's just like the, the acting was so bad. <laughs> and like the dialogue was bad. And now we have to get this trope monologue from like for, for the flashback. And it's just like um, the first thing that she says is, you know, don't uh, don't let on that, you know, and then they go into the room and then she says, it must be the guilt. And it's just like, you just told her not to say anything. And here you are. Saying <laughs> so shady. Yeah. You're <laughs> dumbass. You so, know, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, there's that. And then there's the security guard guys that, you know, like the one gets his head cut off and <sighs> he doesn't see, he does not see the guy just laying there in the middle of the floor, but he trips yeah. over him. Wait. First of all, can wait, you finish. Actually, let, me, let me know when I can say something. Cause I have to say, okay. So how this always, always confuses me. And it has since day one. How, did okay how did michael like kill that guy so fast from the moment that he screamed cut his head off placed it in the dryer turned it on and <laughs> from the moment that guy like from the vending machine went back there and looked like how did he it was like they must have had they must have had to have like made the guy like wait longer before he went back there because the way because how fast he went back there there's no way and I guess I could say there's no way and everybody could be like, well, it's Michael Myers. Yeah, I guess that's a good answer. But still, it, it bothers me. And then, like, the body is right there. How do you not see the body? Like you said, you know? Yeah. There's just, like, there's there's tons of things throughout the, tons of things like that throughout the movie that just make no sense. And it's just. Oh, know, and I, another thing. Another I, thing. Um, when they show, what's his name again? The guy who, who looks like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> The, the patient What's Harold. okay so when when michael goes in his room like you don't hear like he just opens the door you know like it's not locked or anything you know it's true that's true maybe it's locked from the inside but not the outside oh okay i didn't think about that that's kind of weird and that doesn't make any sense because okay well let's just say that a patient gets out. So a patient can just go wander into another patient's room. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. That's, that's not really safe, but no. I guess safety wasn't their first priority in this sanitarium in this movie. So, you know, that's how I would look at it. But um, I feel like with the nurses thing, I think the only reason why they did that is just in case somebody was like the, there was going to be those few people that didn't watch the sequel or the prequel to that movie. And they had to explain it like that, even though, and it wouldn't really be cheesy to those people if they were seeing it for the first time, you know? I agree, but I think that if they had just started the movie with a recap without the dialogue to lead us into it, it would have been just as, just as fine. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's fine too. I'll just, I'll just, you know, actually. Actually. <laughs> it never gets old. It never does because they're all out there always. They are. And they remind you that they're out there on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I would probably get some hate messages from, from him over that, but unfortunately he's been blocked. We good, bro? <laughs> Nope, we're not. <laughs> and that is okay. <laughs> nope. I would rather talk about Halloween movies like what we're doing now. This is way better. <laughs> okay, one more thing. Like, okay, not one more thing, but like another thing that I thought was cool. I just, I thought it was so cute that the trick-or-treaters, this is just something I have to just say. I just thought one of the cutest scenes in the movie was when the trick-or-treaters put the pumpkin on the doorstep of uh michael's house i was like that would be my kids i'd be like y'all go put a pumpkin up there i know it's messed up this is why i don't have kids okay (laughs) (laughs) go put a pumpkin up there (laughs) this this, just to confirm i don't have any kids and this is why i wouldn't have kids see i'm making a good choice (laughs) oh man (sighs) that was one of the cutest scenes to me in that movie i was like oh how adorable they're thinking about him on halloween I'm so messed up. I'm sorry. It's all good. (laughs) But um, I'm just going to ask you to do one thing. What's that? Can you please do Buster Rhymes (laughs) when he was suited up as Michael Myers? Yeah, I can do that. Hang on. Yay. (laughs) And... Once we do that, that'll probably be a good place to end this episode on. <laughs> Rest in peace, Barry. Yeah, let me let me take a couple swigs here. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> ah. Okay, nice wet sound as you <laughs> swig. I love it wet. Okay, that's cool. I mean, that's going to change um all right so let me get in the mood hang on a second i gotta i gotta channel my inner busta hang on gonna channel it (laughs) all right you ready yes oh shit charlie where the fuck you been at man don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you and why in the hell are you dressing like me anyway I ain't paying you to play Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If the kids come around and see us dressing the same shit, you're going to ruin the whole effect. God damn it. Why in the hell you dress like me? Dress like me anyway. Why in the hell you looking at me like that for? You don't get it? You don't get it? <laughs> shit ain't working right or something? You need to take your ass out in the back of the garage with Nora. That's your job. Take your ass in the back of the garage and help her ass out. <laughs> Left the back door unlocked for your ass to go in the back of the garage. That's what I did. Go on. Scoop. Get out of Get the fuck out of the dog. Oh, damn. What the hell does it take to get a little decent help up in this motherfucker? <laughs> oh. And and I absolutely loved how we put that in there. I think it was the most amazing thing. 
Oh my God, that's amazing! <laughs> do you put your hand in front of your mouth when you do that? I have to because you ha- <laughs> you have to have the muffling of the mask the over the over the yeah, face. like the mask covering your mouth. That's fucking awesome! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you. I'll have to I'll have to get the guys when we're in October to get a video of me doing it because I can act the entire thing out and oh, it's even funnier. Yeah. You need to do that and send it to me since I'm not going to be there and I'm super jealous and sad. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to be wearing a resurrection mask doing it though. Yes, please. There's no other way to do it. <laughs> You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts from Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.